1: Was the night before Christmas, and here on the money show, not an investor was calling to see if their money should grow. Stocks were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that a bull market would soon be there. When out on Wall Street there arose such a clatter that I raced from my Bloomberg terminal to see what was the matter. When, what to my wondering eyes should appear, but old Don MacDonald and eight tiny reindeer he sprung to his mic and he gave me a glare, and away they all flew like FTX shares. But I hear him complain ere he flew out of sight. Happy Christmas to all, and tell Tom go fly a kite. All kidding aside, welcome to—nah, <laughs> that was just for fun. Talking real money. Uh, this is Christmas Eve, two thousand twenty-two. I'm Tom Cock, and I'm yeah, I'm actually doing the show today and uh you're out there probably doing all the things today that you wanted to do yesterday since we were basically immobilized for 24 hours what a weird weird situation with the ice so yeah we'll take your questions and calls they've got a bunch of them but we'll take more at 8559358255 that's right we are live here christmas eve so all money related questions not how much you should spend on your spouse or something like that but You know, maybe saving, investing, those sort of things. But we take more general money questions. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. Don McDonald is uh, taking the day off. He's with his family, which is delightful. His mother and his wife and uh, some of his kids and I think some of his grandkids. So he's taking the day off. And then next Saturday, uh, the 31st, I will be taking the day off as uh, my son Taylor gets married and we'll be uh, <clears throat> out of the area for that. And Don will be handling the show. So we will be here live those days, but the two of us will not be together. And the really the big news of the week is the secure, not, not the jingle bells. Apparently that's a big news item too, is, uh, is the secure act 2.0 and not a name that I particularly love by the way, but, um, This passed the U.S. Congress. This is something that uh, had been passed almost unanimously previously and then got thrown into the, I think they call it the omnibus bill, the $1.7 trillion spending bill. And these are some changes about saving money, about retirement, and uh, a few that I really like and a few I don't think are going to have much impact. But it's always good to try to encourage all of us to save more. And to think through retirement more. And yeah, I know these are not really popular topics on Christmas Eve, but they are really at the end of the year because many of you have already called me and said, hey, I really want to get things cleaned up, set up for 2023. But Secure 2.0, uh, let's talk about a few of the things that are in here regarding uh, personal finance, which I think are going to, some of them, again, I really do like. I'll give you the one I love auto enrollment at a rate of 3% for employees. In other words, auto enrollment, pardon me, in a 401k or 403b at 3%. So if you take a job, they're automatically going to start taking 3% of your paycheck and putting it into uh, the retirement plan, which I love. I I hate to say it because I I trust most of you, (laughs) but when we're younger, we're not always looking at like 30 years from now. We're looking at 30 days from now. And we can't always envision the fact that uh, one day, yeah, I'll be really old, like 65 years old, and I'll not want to work anymore. And if you haven't saved anything, if it hasn't grown after you've saved it, the likelihood is your retirement, your your years after full-time work, will not be all that enjoyable. You can ask people that live on Social Security. It is not a great existence. Social Security was not designed for that either, by the way. But... But under Secure 2.0, again, employees would be automatically enrolled at at least 3%, but not more than 10% of their pay. So that money is going to go right in there. And then if you don't know anything about investing, guess what? It's going to go right in a target date type of fund. That is a fund that is managed with how many years until you retire, the other the the equity side the stock side should be diversified you got these bonds in there a little bit at the beginning not very many and then as you get closer to retirement more bonds i think that is great i really do and i think that makes total sense let's get more people especially young people to save from there i don't think it's very impactful you got increasing the age when required minimum distributions need to start required minimum distributions are money that uh, the the you have to take out of your qualified accounts IRAs 401k's that kind of thing today it's 72 it was 70 and a half but they're going to advance it to age 73 in 2023 and age 75 in 2033 which interestingly enough is the year I turned 20, 75 so I can wait till 2033 to take my money out i will talk more about this the secure act I think we have a surprise guest, too. So we'll talk to him as well. 855-935-TALK. Thanks for joining us here on Talking Tom Real Money.
2: And Don are talking real money.
1: Your guides to a really great financial future.
2: Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Hey, thanks for being part of uh, Talking Real Money on the special Christmas Eve edition yeah, we're here. We're doing it live. And uh, it was actually today had been setting up in my life to be a very easy day because we had everything kind of figured out. Everybody's coming over yesterday. We're going to do all the cooking, everything, final shopping, etc. And then, of course, Seattle went to its great shutdown, the great ice storm of 2022. And we literally, literally could not walk out like you couldn't walk out even to the front. I, yesterday morning, I got up and, and started to walk out with my dog and l- realized that if I took one more step, I'd be in orbit. So uh, so that moved everything to today. So I'm not very popular right now because they're putting together the cookies to take out. They're doing all the cooking for everybody coming over later and making sure the house is clean and ready to go. And I'm messing around doing this show. But, you know, that's the way the world works sometimes. So, uh, And if you're out there and you've got questions about your money, Uh, or your family situation you need counseling 855-935-8255 very quickly i I do want to mention a couple other things in the secure act 2.0 they 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 created a bigger catch-up contribution for older retirement savers Um, starting in 2025 savers between the ages of 60 and 63 can now save 10,000 which is uh, more than the 6,500 but it's only for from what i can see those 60 61 62 and 63 why cap that at 63? Why not let really old people like me at 64 still do that? Seems odd. Um, then they've also added this provision that makes it easier for employees to capture the, uh, the, the, the contribution from their employers, the match, while still paying off student loans. So they're still getting the match because they get credit for that. It also makes it easier for people to get in and access emergency savings without paying the, ta- the 10% uh, tax penalty. You know, and again, those things are important. all only worry there is the whole idea behind setting up money for your retirement is to set it up for your retirement. If you're going to dip into it every time you have an emergency, that is not the best idea. There are other ways to save and companies can do that as well. So there's some, again, I'm always glad that this comes up as a topic because it doesn't get the attention I think it deserves. Number two, I'm always glad that they make it easier to save. The auto enrollment feature is terrific because, again, when you're 23 or 24 the idea that one day you'll be 60 years old is forget it whoever thinks about that and then the idea that you can save more when you're older is good and the, the pushing back required minimum distributions to age 75 Yeah, i mean people that don't need the money till 75 it just i don't think that's a big deal because there's a lot of things if they don't need the money they can give it away and other things between certainly 70 and 75 so those Again, always glad to have these things brought to the fore. I don't think the Secure Act 2.0 is going to go down as a huge change in retirement savings. But, you know, one thing you are thinking about today is uh, spending, right, and uh, protecting yourself from people that might harm you there and getting the best deal and making sure you know about all the tricks of the trade. And here's a guy that, uh, you know, really invented a genre, and that is – consumer consumer reporting and he's been doing it for 40 years of course Emmy award-winning he's worked for CBS NBC and I'm reading the memo here and I don't know this is true it says I owe him lunch but you know I read these memos (laughs) I don't know who writes this stuff but that's what it says our friend the consumer man Herb Weisbaum joins us here on Talking Roman hey Herb thanks sir for taking time out of your holiday to jump on the program
3: pleasure. Your family may not be uh, thrilled with you, Tom, but I love you 24-7.
1: <laughs> That's, and I, you're, you're my one that supporter to today, live so, with so you. thank you. Exactly. <laughs> you're a long way away and you only see me infrequently. So thank you. And thank you, by the way, for all of your great work over the years. And you're still a contributing editor, of course, at Checkbook.org. You get the consumer Consumerpedia podcast. There's all kinds of places to hear from Herb in addition to Northwest. News radio. So you sent me a couple ideas, and I had a couple ideas here. and I got to just find them because, uh, as I said, I'm a little behind on everything. I'm not as not as up well, as I normally jump be. But my topic, yeah.
3: Can I just tag onto what you were talking about. Because yeah, please, you are absolutely right about what a big deal that is. That the employer is going to automatically sign the employees up when I. When I came into the radio station, you know, there was a day when we actually came to work instead of did everything from home. Uh, and some of the younger people, it was time for the benefits, and I would try to explain to them because you and I talk all the time, and I know what you shared with people. You gotta, you gotta start putting this money away, and you know, you get the routine like these millennials. Yeah, you know, i just want to have a good time now and i want to go out to restaurants and i want to travel and it's like but someday you're going to be older like me and you're going to need <laughs> the money it's like eh, I don't know. and then if you finally got them to sign up then it was i don't know anything about investing and i don't want to deal with that and it's like so i would say use a target fund but now that's going to that's going to happen because young people don't think about someday when you're going to need the money and sometimes you just have to make it make it easier for people to do the right thing for themselves. And I think this is going to be a really, really important thing that's going to help a lot of people as they get older.
1: Absolutely. Herb Weisbaum, our guest here on Talking Real Money, you you wrote about something else young people are involved in in a large way. I couldn't believe it was 78 million Americans are using buy now, pay later. And, I mean, this is, to me, it sounds like just like a layaway kind of program, but this is been cutting huge the last few years are there any you know problems for young people that are that are doing this that are sort of figuring out a way to space out payments on a major purchase
3: well, it sounds really good. And the whole idea was, uh, when it started, before it got so huge, was a way for people who had the money to pay for something and just didn't want to destroy their cash flow, like, you know, you're buying a gigantic big screen TV for several thousand dollars, that you could pay, break it up into four equal payments over a six-week period. That's the basic strategy of this thing. And then you wouldn't have to pull that money out of your checking account to pay one big credit card bill. Uh, you could just you know, spread it out. And and that makes sense. And in most cases, it's interest-free. And the only time there's a fee is if you don't pay the the money on time. What's happened now is this has grown in so popularity, it's everywhere. If you check out online, it's like it pops up right away before you check out, is people are now using these things to get around the fact that they don't have the money to pay for something. Uh, People are using it who don't have credit. So it's being marketed to lower uh, people with no credit or lower credit scores, uh, subprime credit borrowers, so that's being used that way. A lot of millennials who are not all, and younger people who are not all that money savvy yet at this point in time. And what happens is that one of two things: it gets you to spend more because you know you take that two hundred dollar purchase, you only have to pay fifty dollars now, and all of a sudden that seems like wow, I I can spend more money and put more things in my car because I only spent fifty dollars today. Yeah, but you have this obligation to make those other payments. So number one, it gets you to buy things. That's why. That's why retailers do it. It gets you to actually make the sale and not leave things in your cart. They actually pay the buy now, pay later companies, Tom, a commission higher than what they pay the credit card companies. So that says to me it's working. If you're willing to pay a a commission higher than the credit card companies, you know this is closing the deal. Number two, it gets you to buy more. And number three, people are getting into trouble because they're stacking these things up and they're buying all sorts of things this way, all at the same time from different buy-now-pay-later services. And they come do it all different times. It's not like making different credit card charges. You get one bill at the end of the month. You know what you have to pay. You know when you have to pay it. These are coming from different companies different times of the of the month you may or may not have all that money you need in your checking account from the people i've talked to you don't always get notices that you have to pay this you have to keep track of it on your calendar if you don't pay there's a fee seven or eight dollars which is a pretty sizable fee on a fifty dollar payment or something like that which is the average payments are something like that and and herb we're gonna have to get pay, you to
1: hang so on a second here if you can hang on with us 855-935-8255 as we continue talking done, real money Real money For your real
2: life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money.
1: Hey, Tom Cock here with you. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays the day before Christmas 2022. And yes, we are live on the air. We kind of promised each other that we would each do one of these shows. And so here we are today. Don will be on his own next Saturday. And uh, our friend, uh, the Consumer Man, Emmy Award-winning journalist, Herb Weisbaum joining us on uh, on Talking Real Money as well. You know the other thing that's uh, that's kind of interesting to see that you uh, mentioned in a recent uh, recent piece you wrote about is the fact that the whole idea that uh, that you can buy something online and then return it to a retailer and not pay a return fee that's it appears to be coming to an end. It's uh, I think in your note it said something like forty percent of online retailers now charge you for returns. That's something people need to pay attention to, no doubt.
3: Yeah, they're trying to fix a system that they created, Amazon, thank you, which is you you take all the stuff and get it at home. It's called bracketing, so you like a sweater and you, get, you know, get it in six colors, and then you send every five in the back and keep the one you like. That costs retailers a lot of money. There's all kinds of processing fees for returns, and uh, sometimes they can't sell them. They have to give them away or they just throw them away or trash them or whatever, and it costs them a lot of money. So a number of stores are adding return fees uh, they range from about $3 to about uh, $8 some of the big ones that added it this season are Abercrombie & Fitch anthropology boohoo jc penny j crew and zara and even L.L. Bean, which is famous for its one-year return for any reason policy, now charges 650 for returns and exchanges made by UPS or U.S. Mail, unless you bought it with their LLB MasterCard. So you really have to check if you're going to send something back. There may be, and what they do is they just take that out of your return check, Tom. You know, with the money you're going to get back, they just take it out of the, the uh, refund you're supposed to get. So if there's a store around, that is still free, so that's your best option if there's one of these charges. But you need to check and see if there's a, a policy to change this thing. The, uh, the, it, the model, the business model, is broken, and they got to fix it somehow. They created it, unfortunately.
1: It, it's an interesting thing again that the, this is not unexpected, right? But it's something most people don't pay attention to, and they really need to. Is what you're saying.
3: Yeah, and I mean, imagine if you did one of these bracketing things, and you you got six sweaters. You know, I, I don't know if you can get them all in one package, or what you're going to do, or how they're going to handle you. But it, that's just a bad business model. Like get a, take all this stuff home and then ship it back to us, and we'll figure out what to do with it. All the stuff you didn't buy, uh, it's just they have to figure this one out. And this is what they're trying to do is to get people just to buy the stuff they really want, and uh, and then send back the stuff they can't use.
1: And we're talking with Herb Weissbaum, the consumer man here on Talking Real Money. Yeah, we're doing it live. It's Christmas Eve. What We look back on 2022. What are going to be some of the bigger scams that people are going to remember from this year?
3: Oh, you know, this, the, the, what hap- the cryptocurrency is probably the biggest one. And I'm not talking about the uh, cryptocurrency bankruptcy that just happened. Or the, I'm talking about that the con artists moved to cryptocurrency. So almost everything that was done via credit card and debit card and that sort of thing, either moved to cryptocurrency or moved to, uh, and it continued with, uh, buying cards, you know, with gift cards. Uh, that's, uh, that's a big one or with the, uh, peer to peer apps of uh, Zelle and, and, uh, Venmo and all that kind of thing. But crypto is the really big one. And if you know, you're involved with some kind of purchase and you're told it has to be via crypto, uh, Warning bells should sound, flares should go off. You should be because it's uh, non-traceable, non-returnable, non-refundable. It's gone, uh, one and done, it's gone. And that's why they want you to use cryptocurrency. So that's the big one. And uh, federal regulators are, are trying to work on that. But that's the really, really big one now is cryptocurrency scams.
1: You know, and, and uh, the new year is coming very, very soon. I think it's like, what, a week away or something. And it seems to me that scams in general... Just get. There's more sophistication to them today than maybe when you started reporting on the consumer beat 40 years ago. What's your take on that?
3: Oh, absolutely. The, the con artists are using all the technology at their disposal to do various kinds of things. I mean, when I first started, you know, the the um, the one that goes around right now your uh, your car warranty is expired and you need to you know the robocalls that do that. I have the postcards. They start out as a postcard. The Nigerian scam letter. I have letters. Wow. From Nigeria with stamps, Nigerian stamps on them. Uh, now, of course, they're on the, uh, an email on the internet. Yeah, they're the same scams in many cases, but they just moved the technology. But technology now also lets you to spoof phone numbers, allows you to fake uh, web addresses, allows you to steal entire websites, copy and paste them, steal pictures for testimonials. Uh, they have all these tools at their disposal, which they use against us. And it's yeah, it's getting worse. It's a real minefield out there. And
1: uh, maybe in the next time I'm, I'm glad. glad. That's so why we're glad you're here. Con- Herb, thank you very much for your time today. Herb Weissbaum, the consumer man. You can uh, check him all out at checkbook.org. And, of course, here on Northwest News Radio. We will continue 855-935-TALK in a moment. We're talking real money.
2: Reality radio for a really great future.
1: We're talking real money. Hey, thanks for being part of uh, Talking Real Money here on Christmas Eve 2022. We are live. Yeah, we're doing the program. <laughs> it's a, a dare to Don McDonald because he's not here. He'll be here next week. But happy to take your calls. I should have mentioned this. I, I forgot. I'm absent-minded. Um, if you call today and ask a question, I will send you. And, wow, this is talk about your, your great Christmas gift I'm going to send you a free, absolutely free, multicolor, full-color, Talking Real Money t-shirt. These are nice. And um, if you're in the habit of changing your own oil, they work well, too. No, I'm kidding about the last point. They're nice shirts. So if you call 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255, yeah, I'm going to send you a t-shirt. That will not arrive in time for Christmas, sorry to say, Um, along with several things I ordered, which... We're supposed to be here yesterday, but they're still sliding around somewhere. You know, I bought my first house in 1985. Um, and you know what? I just looked this up because I thought it was double digits, but I wasn't sure. The interest, the average interest rate in 1985, and I'm sure I probably paid more than this, uh, was 12.96%. 12.96%. Um wow and i'm guessing because i was a fairly young man at the time and didn't make a lot of money that i probably paid more than that and today i think if you go to 30 year uh fixed you're looking at uh, six and a half six and a half percent um so still much cheaper but because that's gone up so fast and sales are decreasing quickly again i think we talked about this recently on a podcast um you have this weird market right now where people are kind of getting competitive about wanting to sell their homes, which leads to these mortgage buy-downs. You may have heard of these, like a 3 two, one It lowers the rate by three percentage points for the first year on the mortgage, 2% the second year, and 1% the third. The idea here is you buy down the interest rate so that you don't have to pay the six. You can afford more home, right? And the idea here is that you hope that rates will come down in those three years. Now, no one knows that. And in fact, there have been periods of time where people said rates have to do fill in the blank and they haven't done it. And so I, I, I'm a little uncomfortable when I read this. So it ends up what, what happens is in bad times, and we may be headed into one, if you believe the, the state of the economy and all the pundits in 2023, we may be headed into a recession. You've already seen, of course, layoffs in technology, and that may be a prelude to other layoffs, but let's say you get into one of these three, two, ones. You buy more house than you could afford otherwise, and and by the way, that's usually covered by the the home seller or the lender. I mean, pardon me, the the buyer, uh, the builders. A lot of builders are doing this for new homes, and you get into this place and then you can't afford it, right? When uh, when that goes away, uh, it's it's troublesome. I mean, it's it falls a little like what we just talked about in the previous segment about sort of buy now, pay later, or put something on a credit card that has a very high interest rate, all of those kind of things, unless you are really, really sure that your income is going to be there to handle the larger payment, right, or the debt you've incurred or any of those things, I don't recommend this. I I think it's risky. And then on the other side of the equation, the other mistake I see is for people more my age who oftentimes have some money saved. They want to spend down their mortgage in retirement. They say, oh, I, I still owe $400,000 on my mortgage on a million-dollar house. What about taking $200,000 of my liquid assets and sort of paying that mortgage down to two hundred? And the reality there oftentimes is, no, you're going to need the liquidity. Because when you retire, you got to be able to pay the bills. You can't do that with home equity other than basically a reverse mortgage. So there's a, there's a couple of things to consider here around these uh, both the mortgage buy downs and mortgage payoffs that uh, that I that I don't think people pay close enough attention to we all still believe <laughs> it's fascinating that real estate only goes up and sadly for those of you old enough to remember 2008 2009 2001 late 80s in the Seattle area I mean real estate, at times does go down can go down a lot and it could stay down for a while i mean we had the weird spring of 2020 with uh, covid and then sort of sprung right back up again for a variety of reasons but i wouldn't get gimmicky about any of this i'd only do what i can afford and i'd certainly want to know all the details of what could go wrong in the future eight five five nine three five eighty two fifty five give me a call yeah it's right a free talking real money t-shirt coming your way for somebody who calls so thanks for being part of the program we'll be right back
2: tom and don are talking real money your guides to a really great financial future tom and don are talking real money
1: thanks for joining us here on talking real money And yes, we are live on the radio today, December 24th, 2022, 855-935-8255, 855-935-TALK. I'm Tom Cock, Don McDonald has the day off. He will be doing the show solo uh, next Saturday, so please join him for that. In the interim, we are giving away uh, Talking money t-shirts to people who call today, which I greatly appreciate. I should have mentioned, by the way, the shirt's are short sleeve. So, uh... (laughs) Not be great, uh, great apparel in the current situation, but you know, hopefully down the road it'll get better. And uh, kind enough to call us is Harry, who now joins us on Talking Real Money. Hi, Harry.
4: Hey, 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 Tim. How are you?
1: I'm well. How you doing?
4: I'm doing okay. Uh, I-, I was just driving through the Seattle. he's uh, uh, kind of slippery, uh, but I, I heard this shirt thing. Yes, the radio. sir. Yeah, you know, I thought maybe I could kill two like birds with one arrow. Okay, because um, I'm going to visit. I'm, well, I'm going to visit my family and my, 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 my uncle Joe. Um, you know, we, I don't know if you can help. We, we have these arguments about money and sometimes yeah. he gets really violent and
1: those things. And I was wondering, does that shirt staunch blood? Well, <laughs> we haven't tried it for that yet, but you're certainly welcome to, you know, try it as a tourniquet well, or maybe you know, for your uncle just around his so head. Sometimes so he there's can't a speak. big gaping,
4: and you know, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, 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 a bleeding wound. What do they call those things? Sucking, sucking chest, chest wound, wound or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's uh... yeah. <laughs> this is takes on a, the t-shirt thing as it takes on a whole new meaning with that harry thank you for that
4: is, is it really really thick just thick
1: <laughs> not thick enough for either the wound nor the cold of which we face today no
4: damn tom um, jeez
1: i'm not very i'm not not much good news there hey do you have another question other than that because we have other people waiting
4: I, I yes, do sir. have another question. Yeah. Why are you go. blaming Don McDonald for not being there when it's all your fault that you wanted to do this show alone? Oh, my God. I don't God, know why you the heck really you're blaming Don.
1: That was that was good. That was I, I, right to that moment. That just shows you what a great actor you really you were, are. You were, like, frantically trying to figure out a way to hang up on me, weren't you? I was. I was going to click. Uh, wow. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is my longtime partner. And I should have recognized the voice, but that is Don McDonald. I, I literally, I didn't know. Well done, sir. I know. You got that's me going. I, there.
4: I, that's because I I called and said I was Harry
1: you, from and your voice was very, 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 very convincing. I got to say, wow. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, I anyway, hope you wanted in, to
4: call and give you hell because apparently no. apparently you have to bribe callers to be on <laughs> the show.
1: <laughs> well, so far you're number one. So. Uh, I do have a couple people after you, so you deserve a day off. So I hope you take it and hang out with your family and take care of them. You go
4: get them. My wife is calling going, where the heck is my husband? Well, you had me
1: going there, Harry. uh, Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you soon. Merry Christmas. Wow. That was, yeah, that was really something. He, He had me, he had me go. I had no idea. All right, let's go back to the phones. And, uh, and Pat, I hope this is not someone else from my past that I don't recognize either, but Pat, you're on the program. Yeah, you i'm I,
5: I never knew you before so i'm not the one you're thinking of good good how can i help oh, no I I, I I hear your ads about this hodgepodgeitis. now i've been in the market since 1969 and i i've had some suggestions and i bought them and i've made money on them and i've had suggestions and i've acted on them and i've lost money on them uh, as, as it stands, uh, a year ago, I had four and a half million dollars that I could have could have cashed out. Uh, now, now I, I'm down one million dollars from that. I'm only down to three point six. Um, I, I I I do my own investing. I you know, I, uh, I I anyway, I'd like to hear what you have to say.
1: Well, I mean, I guess if is your question. If you have a lot of things that you've accumulated in fifty years, should you be selling them? Probably not, because of the capital gains, right?
5: Well, the capital gains scare me, and I, but I got some capital losses, so I, can, I I keep them
1: in reserve
5: so that I can use them. Um, and then my big holdings are Microsoft, uh, um, IBM, and Paccar, which which yeah. which are. They're all great if companies. If I met I don't, at yeah, the, I, at the, if I met somebody at this on the street and he wanted to know July I IBM, Microsoft, and pack Paccar? Paccar has really, really been a really. It's
1: uh, a great company. I, I learned. About I mean, the- used to cover it when I had the TV show here. I mean, so I mean, the reason that we have the ads for Hodgepodgeitis is what we see is generally people, and we'll talk more about this next hour, they have too many accounts. They don't know what they're paying others. If you hold individual stocks, obviously you're paying nothing. And they don't know the risk they're taking. I mean, for you, somebody that, you know, if you've been investing for 50 years and you have a $3.5 million portfolio and it doesn't sound like you need the money that much, then big deal, right? Most of the people that we talk to have less than that. They have a variety. They have several IRAs, for example. They have a taxable account. They've kind of picked up ideas along the way. I bought technology then. I bought something else. And they, they need to clean that up. And the other part is they end up owning way too many funds. But if your individual stock investor has worked for you, God bless. It wouldn't be what I would do because I don't trust those companies one-off. Even great companies like Microsoft and packard eventually one day will go away. Don't know when. Don't know what the cause will be. I'd rather have my portfolio in 13,000 companies. Pat, thank you very much for your call. And uh, let's see if we can squeeze in another one here with Carl here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Carl.
6: Hey, Tom. Thanks for taking my call. Um, First off, I want to say Merry Christmas to you and uh, to Don, who called in earlier. Um, (laughs) You guys have helped my wife and I out this year, um, and we're clients of y'all, so I appreciate everything y'all have done and Roxy's done for us. Um, but I do have a question about the secure 2.0 bill. Um, my wife, fortunately, because of our financial situation has been able to stop working this year. So that lowers our income by about 110,000. And I see that secure 2.0 will allow employers, if they choose to, to make matches in a employee's Roth 401k. Now, because my wife and I's income combined had been pushing around four hundred thousand, it'll be, you know, un- yes, under three hundred now. Is that something that um, I should look to take advantage of to move some of my withholdings from my traditional 401k to the Roth, knowing that my company can make matching contributions um, in the Roth?
1: I'd say absolutely. I mean, that's a brand new thing, right? Because up till now, of course, any contributions from an employer have to go into the pre-tax, the traditional uh, 401k. Yeah, I think it's going to open up some windows for people to save more post-tax. So I and and in a general sense, and I think you know this already, Carl. I believe in having sort of numerous buckets, if you will, to pull from: pre-tax, post-tax, you know, tax-free, like Roth. I think that makes a ton of sense. So, yeah, I'd be looking into that and maybe do some of each. I think it's a terrific idea. And thank you for the trust you place in us. 855-935-8255. We will continue here on Christmas Eve talking real money.
2: Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real
1: life and real future, Tom and Don are talking
2: real money.
1: If you're like me, the end of the year is a good time to kind of look at how things have gone this year and look ahead to 2023. Certainly, your finances should be part of all that, and uh, we're glad to give you the look. You know, uh, Pat just mentioned what about the hodgepodge portfolio? Many of you have many securities. You don't know what you're paying others. You don't know how much risk you're taking. You, all of these things should you should know. And so we look at it absolutely free. If you go to Talking Real. Money.com. you can meet an advisor there and for no charge we'll review your portfolio we'll tell you where you are we have a wonderful huge report that that dives in deep to all of these securities and again cost nothing no sales no obligation and no sales pitch so take advantage of that get your new year off on the right foot and again it's as simple as going to talkingrealmoney.com talkingrealmoney.com meet an advisor